Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains heavy adult language and is not appropriate for young children. Can't! Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Animation Communication. Today we're going to talk about stuff and things and how it's okay to like cartoons and be a nerd. You know, that's what the internet was made for. So anyway, we have a guest and he is actually joining us for the news segment. Sometimes the guests join us for that, sometimes they don't. It depends if they like cartoons in general. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Um, we'll get into more details in general, but like, you know, tell the people who you are, what you do on the YouTubes, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm Toonrific Tariq. Uh, I do, first and foremost, I came up with my name when I was 14 and I'm not really too proud of it. <laughs> uh, but Gee, I don't know anything do, about that. Uh... <laughs> Wait, I didn't even realize you could totally relate to it. <laughs> Like, I made a joke. Uh, no, my favorite thing is I made a joke about in the collab that we did. Um, so we're doing this post our Home on the Range collab. Yes. And so I made it, like, so pe- for people who aren't familiar with the with the content, a lot of people are like, what the what the fuck is an I Love Kim Possible a lot? So um, usually I try to break the ice and say, like, yeah, I know it's a stupid name. Like, I've been told. And um, there was, so I, the, how I introduced myself in this review is like, I know Joe from the comments and some, my favorite thing is someone named Joe in the comments, like responded to it. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> there's always a Joe. There's a Joe somewhere out there that has something to say. Or like a Mike Smith or like some common, you know, stupid American yeah, name. Any, any Smith. Smiths are like the, the any yeah, Smith. Yeah, that's I was gonna say. John Smith. It's like the it's like the uh, the generic name that they stick on uh you know on a uh, credit card ads when they say get this credit card and they put a sample name and it's John Smith number zero one two three four five. Yeah, no one wants to be a Smith. <laughs> I mean, we actually did um a, a study about this like in high school. I remember, and like we realized that the Smith is nice because people don't really have any expectations for a smith because it can kind of go with anything like you know a lot of like the jewish stereotype names will like you're you're a banker you're a jeweler you're like you know like a stockbroker or something but like smith you could you could just be like a spy and you know people will will smith was a bird spy in that movie i was gonna say mr and mrs smith Mr. and Mrs. Smith, hello. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about having a last name and people telling me that they have zero expectations <laughs> because of my last name. <laughs> well, you could, or you could have just like any expectation. So, you know, it's a, you know, you, you could have zero or you can have all the expectations because it's not like grouped with something. So anyway, we're getting off track. So um, go watch <laughs> Home on the Range breakdown that we did. It was neat. It's neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, I, and I just and I I watched it recently myself and I and I absolutely loved it. So good job you guys. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I got my giggles out of it. <laughs> yeah. That um, line that line was a uh, is a uh, uh you talked about it in your audio. It was like a really like on the nose like yeah, it took me like 3 months to write this but I gave that line to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, all. And I was about to say when I when I drew that when I drew that uh, the the Jennifer Tilly cow <laughs> on for, you know months ago. I'm like, is this is this what it's relating to now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know this, uh, but I actually so I never saw Home on the Range beforehand. So I've seen most of the animated canon except like Home on the Range and. Um, Cat's gonna kill me. She knows this, but I haven't seen uh, the three caballeros and um, you know that okay. kind of stuff. So I, but I was loathing it because I, you know, I also remember like seeing ads. I'm just like, this is a stupid. Like I don't want to see this. Like, and so I, but I've heard kind of mixed things. So I made Lauren, who is also like, you know, we're equally animation nerds. So that's why I, I stole her to do this podcast. But I asked her to watch the movie with me because I was just like. I'm afraid, so... I had to keep reassuring her. Trust me, it's like, for a lot of people, it's actually kind of a guilty pleasure. There's some good stuff in it. Yeah. You just have to watch it. And it's actually not that long of a movie either, yeah. so it's like... Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, trust me, the design aesthetic of it is really good. Uh, some of the... I, I love the character designs, and it's like, you could tell it was trying to go somewhere. Uh -huh. It's just the writing kind of derailed it. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of my thing about, like, uh, in general with, like, animated films or TV shows or whatever. Like, you'll always kind of hear somebody call something lazy. And, mm -hmm. like, I was talking to a couple of my friends about it. It is impossible to make a lazy animated movie. Like, it, it, making a cartoon is impossible in general. So, like, you have to put effort in, in order to make something. Like, make animation. Like, there's no such thing as lazy um when it comes to that animators are like some of the hardest working people really it is it does come down for home on a range it really does come down to like characters and pacing and all of that stuff like i had to i sat through that movie uh, four times oof uh, yeah this this year <laughs> <laughs> three oh uh, uh you, you lost four some different bets, months didn't you? <laughs> four different months sat through four different times and i didn't want to shoot myself anything like that but it was kind of like all right, son, this is the last time. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's like the animation, especially Disney animation or like some of the Warner Brothers animation, the Golden Age animation is always great. It's just sometimes the writing itself, it just doesn't feel like it deserves the, you know, the animation that goes into it. Because, you know, especially how studios work these days, like, you know, the animation is shipped out to like Korea or whatever, sometimes Canada. And, you know, when you're a writer, you just don't, like, sometimes you don't have any gravity to know how much work the the actual animators have to do. And then you're like, oh, man, I would have rewritten that joke if I knew they spent, like, 12 hours on that one scene. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think we, we have an advantage, um, Lauren and I, kind of doing both because, like, we know how, how much work animation is we don't want to like go through the whole ordeal without you know making something we're proud of and that we feel like is a sound product throughout so um mm -hmm. at least from our understanding sometimes they'll release stuff and people are like that's shit and i'm just like oh i didn't realize that thing that you pointed out in the comments but you know from our understanding it's mostly like good and good enough i guess like good from our perception anyway i'm i'm talking a lot <laughs> no, nah, I feel like that's I feel like I, I I totally get that. Um and just like not even just doing these videos, but like in doing my own animated projects and doing like my student films and stuff. It's kind of like 
I've learned that there's no matter how picture perfect you try to make something, um, there's mm-hmm. always going to be some kind of thing that somebody notices that someone doesn't like and that they're going to point out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just kind of like the nature of creating and making something. Um, you could see the most perfect movie in the world, something like Roger Rabbit. And I'm pretty sure that someone out there that has a problem with it. I don't know who that person is, and nor do I really feel like I want to meet them. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> if there is... The, somebody has a problem with it somewhere, you know? Jessica Rabbit is too voluptuous. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Said no male ever. How about that? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, if you haven't, also, if you haven't seen Roger Rabbit, like, I don't know what you're doing watch, listening to an animation podcast, but, you know. There's, there's Go people see Roger that Rabbit. It blows my mind. <laughs> there's people that haven't seen Roger Rabbit, and it blows my mind. I really wish they would find a way to reinvent it, too, because I think it would be really neat, like, to have, like, a some new Roger Rabbit IP coming out, like, but I think it's probably a copyright issue. But what were you going to say? I was going to say, I know, I know some people that do analysis videos and cartoon analysis videos that I haven't seen Roger Rabbit and I'm like just delete your channel like, you can't <laughs> you can't do this anymore we're, we're revoking we're revoking your your tune and analysis card right now you have no credibility you haven't seen Roger Rabbit you can't you can't make these you can't produce these videos anymore stop it no it's always the people that haven't seen Roger Rabbit but swear up and down by Space Jam and I'm just like you need to stop <laughs> I, I remember I recently like watched that again when it was it happened to be on TV and I sat through that and I'm just like, uh, the it's soundtrack's so good. It's so bad. Space Jam <laughs> like is so the bad. soundtrack was the be- the soundtrack was the best part about it and I it, that's what pains me is I what I that's why I remain really hopeful for the sequel that's coming out. I I really truly hope that it's not so much just product placement the movie product placement inside product placement the movie like the first one was it was clearly a product of the times of mid 90s and uh you know just advertising and 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 it was just brand placement and and promotion and i mean that's what it was it was one giant commercial for other commercials and this one this time around though it's fueled by the nostalgia for the movie but i feel like I mean, they got really, of course, really talented people on board to work on on the Looney Tunes and stuff to make this happen in the sequel. I I have more hope for it in being a much higher quality product going forward. Because, I mean, I feel like the first one, it was just made to be a giant advertisement, which I guess they we were already fully aware of that. And I don't know if everybody on the team was okay with that, but they're like, oh, we got to do it. <laughs> and a wild thing about Space Jam is just like, how like okay i don't want to say there's nothing good about it but like it's so like i never really realized i saw it in theaters um they put it out a couple years ago for the 20th anniversary this 2016 Mm. i think i went i went and saw it in theaters because i'm like it's 2d it's 2d animation i'm gonna see it on the big screen it's gonna be a really fun time and i went and like it was the first time i seen the film in years and i was like oh my god first of all i don't like how it looks um it is kind of it, it space jam kind of does the the home on the range thing where it doesn't look like a movie for a good portion of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then like you know just a lot of stuff that they probably couldn't help like 
you know, early computer assets and stuff like that look mm-hmm. really weird today. There's a lot of stuff that's like really out of Michael control. Jordan not being an actor, you know. <laughs> Michael Jordan is so bad. He's so bad. He's the so saving bad grace. In Space Jam. The, the saving grace was random Bill Murray coming up, coming into it. So it's yeah, like, actually, he didn't even really, really have funny. to do anything. He just was there, and I'm like, it, okay. It's so fun. It's like it's really tongue in cheek with it too. It's it's like I forget the line that he says. Um, no, he, he comes in. And he's like, dun, 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 dun. so with his stupid <laughs> fucking umbrella hat thing that he wears half the movie. I don't know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> But and, yeah, it's... He's, I'm pretty sure he's the best thing about Space Jam. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't know. Before we get to the news, I'll, I'll do a segment because I don't think I've told the story before um, on the podcast. But there. Um, so what Bill Murray does is when he's old and doesn't have anything else to do is that he'll go to um, sometimes he'll he'll troll people, people in New York. So he'll eat. He'll like if someone's eating food, he'll go up. He'll take a fry and then he like whispers to people or he says something he's just like and no one will ever believe you and then he leaves <laughs> so that's amazing yeah cuz no one no one would they're they're just like bill murray came up and he just ate a fry and he left and people are like what why would he like eat? that doesn't make any sense but i'm convinced go ahead lauren I was going to say that's 100% sounds like something he would do. And it just made me think of, oh, yeah, just as much as people believe that M.A. Larson signed a stick of celery and gave it to our table, <laughs> which actually did happen at BernieCon last year, by the way. Oh, Like 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 with the Sharpie? Yes. <laughs> oh. I love celery. I would have ate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have I have a ton of fun of Mitch stories, but that's that's for another time. Lauren, what's going on in the news and the animation news? thing well uh i will say there is a couple little bits uh about streaming services because streaming services seem to be one you know one of the biggest engines for animation and animated content now uh besides youtube obviously and right around the corner at least as of recording this is uh the debut of nbc's peacock it's supposed to launch on july 15th uh and at least how they're advertising it is it's free uh, and by free, I think it's supposed to be more or less that you can get it for free and watch a limited library with ads for for free. But then you obviously pay pay more to like get you know more content. And then so there's like two other tiers. There's premium and pre- premium ad free. I feel like that explains everything. One's gonna have ads. One's not gonna have ads. But <laughs> but to try it out, you can get it for free, and you could. St- I was going to say, but for free, you can try it out and you can even stick with free as far as, as however long they run that, which I'm sure they're, they're banking on a lot of people trying to download it for the free stuff. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the way to do it because, you know, with Disney Plus and then HBO Max, which I guess is partnered with Turner to, to release like Rick and Morty and like Scooby-Doo or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like people aren't really motivated to buy like another thing. So having it free uh, might entice people, you know, if it was coming out, like maybe at like right before Netflix, sure, maybe. But like, do you know what's going to be on the platform that might make people buy, spend money on it? Well, well, I know for a fact that they're they're banking on at least as far as I know they're banking on having the entire Universal Library as much as as much as I could 
can gather. Uh, considering uh, a lot of people, if they use Hulu, you may, for those who use Hulu and for those of you who do not use Hulu, I'm going to restate that uh, Hulu has uh, plugins. So you can have these like little plugin add-ons for your app. So you can keep adding, you know, uh, more content, more movies, more shows like that, like Showtime and Stars and all that mm. stuff. Now, people, most people don't want to have to do that because it means it's like 15 extra bucks to just add on a plugin for something Yikes. you're already paying. If you're going the ad free route, it's like 12 bucks a month as is. So it's so what I see with Universal launching this and if they're and, and to to have all of their movies there, you basically be bypassing the plugins on hulu because if as far as i know with like stars and showtime depending on who owns them uh i wish i did more research on that part but <laughs> i'm trying to remember who owns what now it's all they're all connected but um but you'd be able to get a lot of movies and shows that you wouldn't have gotten through hulu unless you had the plugins so that's that's another thing um because there's a lot of movies that every time i go to Hulu, I'm like, oh, I want to watch this movie. Ah, dang it, I need stars. Or dang it, I need Showtime. <laughs> and so, and fortunately now I have HBO Max, so I don't need the HBO plug. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start start stealing your passwords for stuff because you have everything. In my, <laughs> and like, I think we have YouTube TV as I'm stuck here at my parents' house. And then... See, see meanwhile, see, meanwhile, I, I, that's a, what, meanwhile, I don't have YouTube Red or YouTube TV or anything like that. I, that's where I go, uh, no, I'm not going to If I see that. fucking Anderson Cooper one more time talking about how bad <laughs> COVID is, I'm going to cry. If I see any more of those ads that have John Legend's song and the, all these celebrities saying, go support your local restaurants while playing the song Bigger Love, I'm going to flip. Oh, my God. For people stuck on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. You probably get it every other video. <laughs> hmm. Okay, uh, but, go ahead. But yeah, I was going to say the other headline is, speaking of streaming services, uh, CBS All Access, uh, I, I believe that's, yeah, that's already launched. Uh, they are also coming out with new content coming up, and that includes... Uh, this trailer that dropped uh, just a, a couple days ago for Star Trek Lower Decks, which is actually created by Mike McMahon, who created uh, Solar Opposites for Hulu, and he was a writer and producer on Rick and Morty. So I guess is what we can say is it's Star Trek, but Rick and Morty, um, or at least in terms of the, the comedy writing. But I can tell by the trailer that, I mean, personally, I like what I see, and I'm excited to see where they go with it. But obviously, with fandoms, it's always very hard to please the masses if you're not 100%, you know, true to canon and this and that. So um, a lot, I, I noticed a lot of Trek, Trekkies were, you know, going, oh, this looks bad and this this and that. But then I have other people that are like, no, 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 give it a chance. This, this could be good. So, I mean, the animation looks pretty darn good based on what I saw in the trailer. So, I mean... Yeah, so I'd personally check it out. Um, but yeah, that's for our CBS All Access. So my question is, like, can you explain, like, where this falls in the lore timeline thing? Because I watched a preview. Uh, this... <laughs> yeah, this, good question. I, I made sure it's, uh, it is actually after every other series. So it's in the current timeline, its own timeline. I guess you could say it's, like, after Picard, after this and that. So, I mean, it's, like, after every other generation. So it's in its own timeline. 
Oh, okay. And it's not even on the and it's not on the Enterprise. It's on another ship called the USS Cerritos, which is hilarious because they named it after like not exactly the best city in California. <laughs> Sorry, city of Cerritos, but that's the point of the joke. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's so basically this, the, if, as you couldn't tell by the, the title Lower Decks, it revolves around, uh, members of the crew aboard the USS Cerritos that are in the lower decks of the ship. And so, um, and it basically, it's a whole bunch of, you know, younger members of the crew, uh, that are kind of like the, uh, there's, you know, there's superiors above them that work in the upper decks. And so, uh, basically it's going on, you know, it's, it's Star Trek, but with, that more comedic spin on it uh and i guess more if you watch rick and morty and if you watch solar opposites i guess that's what you may get and some people are saying that the art style looks similar and the art style and the vibe are similar to final space as well so if you've watched final space ladies and gentlemen then you probably will be know what you're gonna get with with the new star trek show so we'll we'll see (laughs) um Tarak, did you watch Final Space or any of these like these new things that came out, like Solar Opposites? Because I've seen Solar Opposites, but I haven't seen uh, Final Space because it looked kind of weird. But mm. I've seen maybe half an episode of Final. Like I haven't even uh, like it's nothing against the show. I just kind of like never um, put myself on to watch it. A lot of new stuff I kind of just like fall back on because my job is talking about older stuff. I feel and, that. <laughs> yeah, so like I don't I haven't seen much of Final Space. I haven't seen Solar Opposites at all, like whatsoever. The most I know about it is from what my friends say about it and they say it's cool. They say it's like it stands on its own and it's just uh distinguishable enough from Rick and Morty and that kind of stuff, so Yeah, um yeah. have you you've seen uh Solar Opposites, right, Lauren? Uh, I've actually only seen clips, but okay, I'll <laughs> but I, I'll take this so, one then. So if you so have, go ahead and take that. <laughs> if you haven't seen um solar solar opposites, essentially, um, it's in the same art style as Rick and Morty. Um, I don't know if it's in the same universe yet. They don't really talk about it, but um, it's it's implied by the art style. But anyway, so yeah, so I, I hope not, son. I hope they don't do the Phineas and Fur Milo Murphy's Law thing. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, what, you don't like crossovers? <laughs> no, I do love crossovers, but like Doofenshmirtz goes to live with Milo Murphy. At, like, it, it, it starts to get really weird. I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> but you can never have enough Doofenshmirtz. But Evil Incorporated. <laughs> Very true. I just, I just, I just have Doof PTSD. I guess. <laughs> it all started when I was born. My parents didn't even show up for my own birth. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about the implications of that. Like his parents aren't there when he's born. <laughs> he just he just appeared out of the ether. Um, so yeah, it's basically about this you know, buddy comedy alien team thing. Um, you know, and they have children that are like clones of them or something. Um, I think it's very just dis- it's not as nihilistic as Rick and Morty, I think is the biggest dis- distinction. Like one is a happy-go-lucky character, and the other one's just kind of like more cynical, but not Rick levels of cynical. 
Um, I think the biggest the, or the most interesting thing that Solar Opposites has done, like, purposely, is they have this, like, C-plot where um, one of the aliens shrinks down people and puts them in, like, a people wall. So think, like, a huge hamster cage of just, like, people. And they, like, mm. ration, they, like, ration, like, um, food and they have this whole market, like, this whole market system and, like, hierarchy and stuff like that. So it, it gets, that part gets really interesting. If you like Rick and Morty, I'd say give it a shot. It's definitely different enough that it doesn't feel repetitive. and But it also is kind of has the fun adult humor kind of aspect of it, too. I don't know. And then I haven't seen Final Space. All I know is Conan O'Brien helped with it, I guess. So I think he does a voice or something. I don't know. He either does a voice or he, he I think he executive produced it or something. Like, And if you don't know, Conan O'Brien was a writer on The Simpsons like back in the day. So he knows how to do things. Yes. Monorail. <laughs> he's only he only has he's 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 definitely he was like a staff writer and he was a part of like a really big uh era but like he only has like two writing credits it was uh the monorail one and the uh and homer goes to college are his two mm-hmm. um both from like the same era i think monorail might be season four and oh, wow. Homer goes to college is season five and yeah, then he he let, then he, there's an episode in like the fifth season where like Bart does that I didn't do it thing and he has that catchphrase and uh he goes on the Conan O'Brien show but when they did that there was no <laughs> Conan O'Brien show. <laughs> yeah, it was because he um it was like not long after the Simpsons he it wasn't it like not long after the Simpsons he went to work on was it is either he went to work on SNL or is he went to work on the Late Show, hosting the 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 was mm-hmm. it the late, late Show? Yes, and I think uh, so, yeah. yeah, because and I remember being this. He was just, I mean, I think he was like what in his late twenties, I think, when he took that on, and I and mm-hmm. he wasn't even sure what to make of it, but he couldn't even believe that he had landed the gig. Um, he just happened to be in the right place at the right time with the right people, and. Uh, and yeah, but he, I, I think they said he was working on The Simpsons when he got the news that yeah. um, he got the he got the position, and he just was collapsed on the floor of the writers' room. <laughs> oh, so, so this is this is now this is now the Conan O'Brien podcast <laughs> where we talk about the wholesome Conan O'Brien stories. If you know Conan O'Brien's uh, telegraphy, then let us know in the comments. I don't. No. Okay, let's let's get to the actual meat of the podcast. So um, today we're talking about liking cartoons, even though society tells us it's wrong. So this happens a lot. Um, you know, and this is where Tyrak will kind of give his spiel a little bit too. So I guess Lauren can be the in in the white corner. I guess I'm in the Jewish corner, and Tyrak is in the black corner. So this is our our multi cultural round table quote unquote so um but anyway this happens a lot where you know if you're listening to this podcast i'm sure it's happened to you or you if you know some animation people essentially you 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 either have an obsessive personality and or you just like cartoons and your parents are like okay um so when are you gonna grow out of it this and then you know you as you get older it just kind of never happens essentially so (laughs) I mean, and, um, you know, then and then you turn out to be 25 or 26 and you're writing about cartoons for YouTube and then you, you contemplate your life choices. But, you know, anyway, 
which <laughs> I think that kind of comes with a lot of its own challenges because uh, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Um, because you know, as sometimes as girls, it's easier to get away with you know liking um, a lot of the animation movies, like even in your teenage years, without people really thinking about it. Because a lot of the the Renaissance movies are you know princess themed for the most part, so people are just like oh they just you know like the princess aesthetic or they relate to. A character really hardcore they just like you know Belle's outfit or whatever so they they Disney bound <laughs> Belle or whatever so you know that's just something I've noticed and then obviously Lauren and I come from the Brony subculture which if you don't know there's a lot of guys that liked um, My Little Pony specifically but that usually turned into other cartoons as well Steven Universe um, whatever really Adventure Time things that were out in the 2010s that were like kind of popular with everyone but there's mm-hmm. I think the gap is kind of s- slowly getting smaller but you know I think in the 90s and the 80s like with the um with the kind of in and out of Ralph Bakshi and like things like Ren and Stimpy um it was more universally accepted for adults to like certain specific animation and obviously the Simpsons as we were just talking about but not things that were more general for everyone kind of thing. And then, you know, Shrek helped that as well. So, uh, Tyrak, talk about, like, growing up liking cartoons and people judging you and, you know, that kind of... Like, how, like, like when did you start loving cartoons? Or when did people start kind of commenting that, like, maybe you're too old for this or this is kind of odd? Did you have those kind of experiences? So, really, it was kind of like... Um... My my grandmother taught me how to draw when I was like one. So as soon as I was able to like hold a pencil, kind of thing, uh-huh. and I was kind of known for that. Like when I went to school, um, or like with family or anything like that, like people would know me. Uh, was like, oh, he draws. So they would quickly associate me drawing to why I loved cartoons so much, and like they would think that I was so good at it that like even like the older that I got, there wasn't really, like, sort of a judgmental thing with it. It was more mm-hmm. like, oh, he's supposed to like cartoons because he draws, and that's what he's going to do, um, so it makes sense. Now, with me, I was one of those kids. Mind you, I'm I'm 22. I've turned 23 in December. I'm 22, so... You're, you're a bad. It gives you a little... It gives you, like, a little... <laughs> like, you understand, like, how... like what era i grew up in Mm -hmm. and it's weird that like i was just like even prefacing it with like this time period like i was like the kid that was going to the playground and like quoting animaniacs we were not (laughs) around we were not born when animaniacs was still running like it was in rerun sure but Mm -hmm. like no like but i was doing it i was i was like i was saying a whole bunch of animaniacs jokes in the playground and stuff but like i was doing it like when you're kind of too old to do that. Like, I was, like, 12 and 13 doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I would get, like, sort of weird looks. But I was always kind of seen as the weird kid in general. So, like, it was kind of just like, oh, that's just kind of, that's just what he does. And really, it's, I don't know what ignited it. It might have been when I got to high school might have been just one day when I just kind of looked in the mirror but I just kind of thought about it and I said I'm not like 
everybody around me. Like, I don't speak like them. Like, I don't like the exact same things. I don't think about the same thing. And, like, no one really gave me any crap for it. But at the same time, I felt this really massive disconnect. So what happened was I kind of morphed myself. Like, the way that I talk in my videos and the way that I talk now is like a reflection of me trying to like match and adapt with like everybody I grew up with in my environment and so forth kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like I didn't always like sound like this. My like my sense of humor wasn't always the exact same way. Like I would say the jokes and like the way I say the jokes in the videos is kind of reflected on just like how I kind of like changed myself in order to fit in for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Um, well, you know, I don't necessarily like feel bad about that. Uh, I, I do like how I speak now and I do like my sense of humor and so forth, but there was kind of this fear of, I never felt like I wouldn't be accepted, but I always did kind of feel like I wouldn't be accepted in the way that I wanted to. It was always like, oh, that's just how he is. Instead mm -hmm. of like, oh yeah, that's that's my friend, that's a normal guy kind of thing. Mm. Um, really, for me, the patronizing stuff came from getting older and noticing that I couldn't talk about like the new cartoon that came on last night. Like the the amount of friends that you could have that conversation with as the grades go on kind of mm -hmm. diminishes. When you're in, like, mm -hmm. third and fourth grade, a fairly odd parents came on last night, you can go to the lunch table, and the entire lunch table saw the episode. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. when you're, like, in eighth grade and you're, like, 14, like, people are on, like, like that's that's when kids were on, like, MySpace and Facebook. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> anymore. God. Like, I'm not, like, I go, I, I think, like, uh, what came out that year? I think, like, Adventure Time might have came out. And I mm. go to school and it's like maybe like one or two people I could talk to about mm -hmm. it. But like like all everybody else is just kinda like, What? They they did what? They have a new what? I don't care. They still they still make chowder? Is that still on? That kind of <laughs> thing. It's like no, <laughs> they don't. Is shit, so <laughs> now, chowder's great. <laughs> go back and further. And chowder, they're both great. <laughs> they're both great. But yeah, that's that's it's it was uh that was really like kind of patronizing to see people kind of um you know just like if i made something if i made a cartoon my friends would watch it but they would only watch it because of me they wouldn't watch it because they thought it was like good entertainment or something like that right. that kind of stuff was always mm -hmm. really patronizing just being around in that era where like adventure time comes out and then like regular show comes out and then like you know, the the perception kind of changes. Adventure Time made cartoons cool. And, like, you kind of hear people start talking about it a little more. You get to high school. I went to an art high school, so that helped even more. You get to high school, and, like, it's, like, people that saw Steven Universe last night or people that saw the leak, hush, hush. Like, that kind of <laughs> thing. And, like, I don't know. It's really, there's, like, a lot of ups and downs in growing up, um appreciating animation and like different cultures and stuff i feel like maybe if i was if i was in a different era like if i grew up maybe 10 years before like i don't know if i would be the same i don't know if my mm -hmm. interest would still be in it just because like 
there wasn't that there wasn't that um adventure time thing that made cartoons cool uh 10 years ago it was just kind of like you know these are here and they're good if you pay attention like cartoons were never bad they're still good if you pay attention but like not a lot Mm -hmm. of people were paying attention at least not like now so you think that maybe if you know there weren't kind of like the the coolifying the trope coolifying um bad use of term but you know if there wasn't like the more general cartoons it would be harder for you to kind of keep on watching it because you could it would be harder to have to reflect on it with other people to talk about it because you know i imagine like i'm just thinking back um like seventh and eighth grade time um you know a lot of people wanted the the edgy new stuff and they were they wanted to go see the pg-13 movies or whatever and sometimes Mm -hmm. cartoons are like oh those are those are for babies, you know, ex- with the exceptions of things like The Simpsons sometimes. And, you know, now we have a much more thicker plethora of adult animations um, specifically. So it's easier for people to be like, well, if I like Rick and Morty or if I like Family Guy, then maybe I'll like this thing like Adventure Time or this thing, you know, that might not be quote unquote adult but it's still a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It still might be funny. I like the cartoon sense of humor and pacing. Um, I'm trying to think um, my own experiences. But, yeah, I think, too, it also, like, has to do with just being a very, um, what's the word of, um, with, I'm, I'm thinking of the word, um, antisocial child, essentially. So mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, gotcha. I'm sure you had similar experiences where you were just kind of playing in your head and, you know, a lot of the stuff was kept internally because, you know, people would think that it was still like you could probably talk about it, but not in the sense as much as you want to. And as I got an old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of had to, you know, reflect on it on your own and, you know, like it's different than it was like back in my day but now that we have the internet and it's much more uh prevalent and then like you know there's always the kids that are going to the pony cons or whatever the conventions and they're they're cosplaying it just seems like it's a much more inclusive environment comparatively to it's easier to have that gap that bridge gap of you know going from a, a child to like a young adult but still liking cartoons um non or non-ironically i guess and lauren i was Mm -hmm. gonna ask your opinion too since you grew up in la like you know the animation town like how was the culture different from what we're describing or was it the same or like how what what's your vibe well for me growing up it was i mean it's funny because Tariq, i was a lot like you in that from a very very early age all it, it, it took picking up a pencil to fall in love with drawing and I was obsessed with animated movies as a kid uh like just watching non-stop Disney movies and Looney Tunes and 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 old Saturday morning cartoons I mean that that was that was my thing and quoting cartoons oh gosh it, the stories I could tell of all the times I annoyed people with quoting commercials <laughs> and TV and movies and like out like at least 80 percent of my of my dialogue was quotes so yes <laughs> and <Definitely>. so <laughs> and and references and all of these things that over time just people like 
at the time people probably didn't get them but then over time as certain properties got nostalgic people went oh yeah i watched that the other day i understand that reference so it's you know that kind of thing but um but yeah for for me growing up it yeah it was a i mean i was very much supported in in my artistic endeavors and and going into the industry and so and but yeah in terms of uh meeting with people uh, and making friends with that similar interest it was i think in terms of having a tighter knit group that had all of those similar interests it was especially in high school which i had a small group of friends but we were, were to this day we still talk on a daily basis and we all pretty much we're all members of the anime club at my school so that was where we <laughs> so we uh we all uh connected through anime and then in turn animation so uh and so they all got it when i would make references to things and they understood and so i'm like oh i finally found people that get me like my that. people and other other times i'm the person that like you Tariq, i was the kid that draws so everybody wanted me for projects and and i would be the person oh, that yeah. did <laughs> and they were like hey you draw right you know can you draw this map or can you draw can you draw this uh this diagram and we'll do all the writing just you do the you do the drawing just kind do of the the, the like, most of the work <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like I I can write too, but okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But hey, at least people were knew, knew what I was w- was good at, and so and they recognized that over and over. So uh, hey, I I can't can't be too mad at that. So oh, uh, I remember when I was like a baby child, so I must have been like first grade or something like that, or second grade, and I really wanted to adapt the Pajama Sam two game um, video yes. game into a play. And I just didn't. I ca- I cast all my friends in in the roles. So there's there's Pajama Sam. There's Thunder and Lightning. Um, there those are characters. And there's Mother Nature, who's like a an onion or something like that. You can go watch a walkthrough if you're curious. Um, animation's really good. But anyway, um, and I just didn't know how to plan it. So like we were like, I'm gonna put my Pajama Sam play on Thursday. And then Thursday came and nothing happened because like. I don't know. I'm an idiot. Like, but this was when I was super young. And um, I think, you know, as I got older, um, I I didn't really start to find my people, quote unquote, and still in, until I started making YouTube content. And um, I don't think I don't think Tariq, um, you've been to have you been at a convention like as like your YouTube persona, like like people knowing that you're going to be there and that whole experience? Nah, I've actually never been to a convention before. I was supposed to go to uh, MomoCon this year, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, the happening. You know what I mean? I can't Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Let me tell you. But, um, like, yeah, I, I can help you with that um, when the happening isn't happening anymore, essentially. But that is also one of the really rewarding parts of it. And I think that's when you start to really... You know, because they're just like, you know, people are commenting, people are consuming your content, but they're just they're just comments on the screen. And like part of my artistic, you know, batteries are refilled because like even though I'm I'm working at conventions now, I do commissions and I'm usually booked the whole time. And I'm, I'm drawing like 12 hour days for four days straight, you know, for someone like me who has low energy and is um, the scientific term is a lazy motherfucker, I think. Um 
you know, it's hard, but I get rewarded by people finding me and being like, oh my god, I, you know, I I watch your content all the time, and, you know, you're you're cool, or, you know, you make, like, King Ponies cool, or more recently, I used to watch your content all the time, but now I got, um, I grew out of ponies, and that's why we're not doing as much pony stuff anymore, but, you know, I think that's kind of the really rewarding part so you know because you can see that these are real people that you're making impact on and that your 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 content is providing kind of mm -hmm. like a sense of inclusion essentially too so you know that's and that's what i really miss about you know the the plague essentially is i miss that environment because like you know we're uh we're working we're still working really hard on content and i can focus on content full time now um because i got um got unemployed for temporarily essentially but at the same time it's just like i feel like i'm just like writing content to the wind and you know you know these people exist and you know they appreciate what you do but at the same time it's just like you miss kind of the face-to-face -face interaction um essentially so do you feel like that sometimes yeah i feel like in just hearing you say that i feel like if i were to um meet a lot of these people, um, like I was going to at the convention and stuff, it probably would have put like a, 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 a sort mm -hmm. of battery in my back. I do, I struggle a lot, especially a lot more recently with, uh, putting these videos out. Um, like my, my, my rule is I don't do a video on something that like, I don't like, um, I don't do like the really hyperbolic Yo, this movie's or so like, bad. You know, we've we've thing. we've talked about like the clickbaity YouTubers that are just like, you know, is this furry, weird furry movie, two thousand twenty? What is this? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I try. I don't. I don't. I try not to do stuff like that. Um, you know, there's a there's a pocket for that kind of stuff, and those people that do stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. they. They they do it because they they enjoy producing that kind of stuff at the end of the day, you know? It's like, if that's what you enjoy, it's cool. But for me, I kind of, and just in terms of, like, negative reviews and stuff, it's like, the really hyperbolic, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, this director is so incompetent. Why did they give these people jobs? Like, I try not to do, I don't, I don't, I don't do stuff like that. Like, if especially now that I've made my own series and I've made my own student films, making movies and making cartoons is impossible. So like you spend a lot of time away from your friends, uh, your family, your loved ones to produce this thing. It takes so much time and for you to put mm -hmm. so much time into something like that. And then you get online and you see some guy <laughs> in his basement yelling about how you can't do your job right it's like, fam, all right, like, I, you, you even know what I went through to produce this. Like, I understand that you don't like it. It's cool, but you don't got to be so right. wild about it. Like, I'm not. So. so I, Especially if it's somebody who has no idea how the process works and they still right. spout off. And so it's that's that's when it's worse because it's like, okay, you are literally not one to talk. You're talking off the top of mm -hmm. your head. And yeah, that's where it hurts is when it's all these people that say these things, but it shouldn't right. matter. It's like, okay, but you have no idea how the process works. It, this is, it, these are like, I'll, I've seen 
all too many reviews where it's gone like that and I'm like okay I get it if you're a professional and you're trying to give feedback or critique on something and you get how the process works and you know where it can be adjusted where it can be fixed where they could have done better and I totally get that but when you're somebody who has no idea how the process works and yet you act like you think you know how it works, that's that's yeah. where it's like, okay, no, just sit yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're throwing some shade. But anyway, it's, it's fine. Um, I think the two takeaways is like, A, for movies that suck, sometimes we don't know what decisions were in the process. We don't know what kind of things like, yeah. you know, like that the creative team was mm-hmm. struggling with but the studio was just like you know what we need to get this out we need to you know call it like we need to call it a day or whatever budget real life problems so sometimes like some really competent people can come from movies that are generally regarded as not that good off the top of my head i know lauren uh, lauren mm-hmm. faust was an animator on quest for camelot which is um not the not not the hottest movie sure. but it's not uh-huh. the worst movie ever um and the other thing is... To me, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever seen it. I've just seen reviews of it. And I can kind of... Like, the animation I can see is kind of fun. And, like, you know, Gary Oldman seems like he's he has a fun performance in there. And, you know, that kind of thing. And the other aspect of it is just, like, you can't really judge people for liking art. It's more... Instead of saying, like, you suck for liking this thing, it's like, this thing could be better... I think you need to think about like what like what aspects do you like? Do you like the char- how the characters look? Do you like how the line is delivered? Do you like how the actors are working? And then kind of also understand mm-hmm. what could be better because like you like it's so disheartening for someone on the internet to basically be saying like you don't have a right to have an opinion because I know better than you as as a twenty five year old or or forty year old in my basement you know who doesn't know how to animate and I think that's. I think that's kind of the thing, too, is yeah. like, you know, as as I move forward, you know, I really want to, like, be a pseudo, like, kind of like, not a role model, but just someone who can give solace in the fact that, like, you know, it's okay to like that thing. You just have to figure out why and you, like, universal appeal and, you know, all that stuff. Did you want to add something to Rack? Yeah, no, nah, I think, like, even, like, to what you were saying, I feel like, um... It kind of goes hand in hand with like the real reason that I do these videos in general and why I decided to bring the channel back. I started the channel when I was 14. I was just getting out of eighth grade and I went to go see the Lorax. And then I oh, the, 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 the Rock and Wensler Lorax? Yeah. How bad can I be? Lauren, go in the corner. I kind of <laughs> just like... That's how bad I can be, apparently. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how bad I can be. Yeah, I kind of like did those uh, videos on just kind of whatever I wanted for uh, a little while. Kind of did it off and on. I brought it to high school. I did some. And then like uh, I would stop for like a really long time. And then I would just kind of do a couple and then stop for another really long time. Um, in my notes for years, not well, not years, maybe a year and like a half with my notes was the idea for an analysis on black cartoon characters. And I just kind of kept that there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in my notes for a really long time. And so one day I just kind of said, you know what, I'm going to just do this. So I hit up uh, my friend 
D-Dub from Review Your Life, I hit him up and I said, yo, I'm going to do this video about black cartoon characters. If you want anything to add, just, uh, just let me know. I'm going to be putting it together soon. No one said I didn't write any notes. I didn't write the video yet. It was just still just an idea in my notes. He was like, oh, okay, here's my audio. And he sent me the audio that night. And I was like, oh, okay, I have to make this now. So then I like put, <laughs> I put the video together and it took a couple months, but finally got it out, put it out that January, January 2019. And I remember jokingly, I was on like a, uh, I feel like I've told this story 50 times. I was on a, uh, like this like group FaceTime call with a couple of my friends out here and I was joking while editing the video but I said if this video doesn't get a million views I'm gonna take it down there was no way I, I wasn't gonna take it down I was just joking but like it actually ended up happening and it was like really surreal and like getting all of like the response and all of these comments and people saying how validating a lot of the, uh, the things said in the video was and a lot of the messaging and then like kind of going back to some of my older videos and kind of talking about how like they felt like there was some sort of a validation there was there wasn't any really well-known black person on youtube talking about cartoons with the same sincerity that you see everyone else do and it mm -hmm. was um it was then where i kind of it's like the Danny Phantom theme song it was then when he realized what he had to do it was then when i like realized like <laughs> what um what these videos mean to people especially the people that look like me and grew up like me it was kind of like mm -hmm. everybody just kind of wants to feel normal everybody kind of wants to feel validated while i i didn't face a lot of alienation as a kid i know for a fact there are a lot of other black kids that faced way more alienation for the things that they like anime right. is cool now but 10 years ago, that was not cool. If you watched anime, <laughs> you was the weird kid running down the hallway like Naruto. Like, that wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't cool. That wasn't fly. So, like, it was, um, and, like, seeing someone that, like, not only looks like you, but talks in a familiar way and, like, talks really conversationally and sounds like, you know, like, it, Sounds like the hip-hop podcast that you listen to or something like that. But he's talking about, like, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. And he's referencing, yeah. like, all these, like, weird things that, like, I can't have any other conversation with uh, people about. And, like, I would get so many comments from people saying that. And that's when I realized that, like, the function of, like, the channel and the function of these videos was to make sure that everybody that grew up loving cartoons feels seen and they feel normal they don't have to grow up thinking hey damn do i have to grow out of this is it mm -hmm. not okay to like this is there going to be an age where i can't enjoy this and it's like no if this if this is what makes you happy if this is what makes you feel good if you get enjoyment if you smile because of these characters if they speak to you in a certain way it is very Really, it's really, really important that you hold on to that and that you don't change who you are and get away from what makes you happy in order to fit in with what you think or what the world is perceived to be like outside of what you're looking at. You know what I mean? It's, it's cool to mm -hmm. be yourself 
just genuine generally like it's 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 fine and you know it's it's easier said than done a lot of the time especially like growing up in different environments and like not being what the normal version of what somebody that watches this kind of stuff is or like Mm -hmm. i don't know you know it is really um sometimes you need to be told like hey you're normal hey this is fine kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i think i think you're you're preaching to the choir there because yeah that's been a lot of my experience too you know not so much there were there are still a lot of like female bronies talking about things at the time or whatever but it, i think more just like like as a fangirl or like very like centered around one specific character you know where you have like um, I'm looking around my room now, and I ha- still have Discord stuff that I have hung up, and I have things signed by John, and you know all sorts of stuff here. And you know, I was fortunate enough to grow up in in an environment that, for the most part, you know, like obviously societal society was different, you know, as far as what you know people my age were consuming. But I was never like guilted for like you like this character too much, or like you. Like, there's a problem, like, you're just consuming and consuming and consuming, just, like, it's a fictional character, you need to stop. And I think as long as, you know, you're, like, I want to say healthy about it, but as long as you know, like, you're not, you, you're not trying to summon your fictional character to the real world by doing, like, some weird OEG, you know, witchcrafty bullshit, you know, essentially, um... You know, it's perfectly right. fine. You know, I think a lot of times the, the things we take away from those kind of um, instances, you know, are, you know, we learn about ourselves through, like, what we end up liking. Um, and, you know, like, so even going back mm-hmm. to, like, you know, cartoons we would gravitate towards and, you know, who our favorite Disney princess and stuff like that is, like, now we can look objectively and say, like, okay, so, like, similar to, like, you know, critiquing good and bad art you know what what aspects do i like about this character what do i like about this like you know this is an art form and you know it can it tells me like what kind of characters i want to write if i'm writing my original work like you know analyzing um as long as like you and that's i think that's also the really insulting thing is like when we care so deeply about specific characters or specific specific shows and, like, in, executives don't see that, and they're just like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, it's fine, or, like, God forbid, like, things don't get renewed that should get renewed, or, you know, we should get some closure on, you know, Harold and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, you know, going, like, in Discord, I learned that, you know, I really like, like, there's something endearing about the the insecure personality, essentially, that puts on a face, but, you know, and is very powerful, but, you know, deep inside he like very insecure and very you know afraid of being judged you know essentially i don't know i'm probably getting too philosophical here but anyway um i remember like one con specifically so i've done like a bunch of cons and lauren has done a bunch of cons by proxy essentially um <laughs> you know like i've i've gotten like little like i remember one little girl who um was really into c3po like from star wars you know she had like c3po plushie and the whole thing and she's like thanks for making like liking one character you know kind of normal and i'm like you you go girl you 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 get you get c3po <laughs> you know whatever whatever kind of floats your boat so 
you know, I think, and I, I think a lot of times, like, these fictional characters can really inspire us in different ways, too. You know, that's pretty mainstream now with Disney characters th these days, or, like, I identify, or which Disney princess are you, or what, what, what the fuck ever you're doing. But um, I think we also have to validate, you know, what it says about ourselves. And, you know, it's not bad that you're, you're like 35 and a guy and you're wearing a Disney princess shirt. You know, I don't care. Like, you do you, fam. And, like, you know, I know some people will be kind of cryptic about it these days. Or they'll have, like, maybe an outline of a character. Like, I remember specifically, I might have mentioned this on another podcast, but uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tyra. But um, so for bronies, one of the one of the the secret brony shirts is they had discord but it um and like his his headshot on there but it looked like a rock band or like a metal he like a heavy metal kind of um you know logo so people would go around saying like oh it's discord it's like oh i love like where do they play and they're just like actually he's from my little pony i'm just wearing this <laughs> so no one will know so you know those kind of things which i think you know is starting to get more mainstream which is which is good there's my spiel. Lauren, do you have anything to add about, you know, just this talk about, you know, being good role models to to the, the cartoon-loving community out there? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, actually, I feel like a huge part of, you know, why I feel like now more than ever before, it seems like it's easier to kind of, you know, to be more into cartoons and stuff like that and finding more people who are into the same thing and finding more people who want to talk about it is because especially I think the convention crowds say enough of, of, about it is that now comic book conventions and comic cons and all those kinds of places now they're like way overcrowded with how because of I guess you could say geek culture's been normalized to a degree and that it seems like mm -hmm. what was once just for a few people to get together and talk about now way more people, especially after, you know, after you have like the Marvel movies becoming popular and stuff like that, that the, you know, superhero movies, big, huge superhero movies became popular again. And so, uh, and so that spawned more people to go to the conventions and then, you know, more anime content came out and, and, you know, different kinds of content came out on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon and more people wanted to talk about that or there's online streaming stuff and now more people want to talk about that. The, the internet has blown everything up. That's pretty much what I'm saying is now you can find more people to talk about these kinds of things and share the interest with these other people. And, um, and I think that's, I, I mean, I know the internet's a double-edged sword, but wield it correctly and you can, and you can find so much good stuff in it including people that share the same interests as you and the same kind of like communities that will support you and um and I think what's uh you know compared to where we all were growing up to where we are now I think it's great that we have a lot more people saying how it's okay to you know and it's not even not just okay it's totally fine and totally normal to like cartoons and love them and it's like as long as it makes you happy you know, and um, and I think that's why it's like mm -hmm. it's even great where shows again like My Little Pony or even like Miraculous Ladybug or any other shows that were originally aimed for kids is that something that it tells you a lot about the writing and the stories that they want to tell and the characters and how they're written is that even adults want to watch those shows and and because they see themselves in those mm -hmm. cartoons or they see 
uh, role models and figures that they aspire to be because of the, the good qualities they exemplify or maybe even some of the villains that they recognize, you know, they recognize themselves sometimes in the villains or adversaries because of the flaws and or because of, you know, their backstory or anything like that. And that and that's what in, entices and intrigues more people, you know. And so um, in the end, you know, it's really important to be so supportive of other people and to be supportive of yourself. If you ever feel like you're suddenly having those doubts of like, wait, what if you're having that moment, if you're sitting there. I'm sitting here reviewing a cartoon at 27. What am I doing with my life? You think, well, hey, we're, we're, how, what got me here, you know, is that I love cartoons mm-hmm. and I've always loved cartoons. I've loved animation. I'm passionate about talking, you know, talking about it and making it and, and about drawing and about talking with other people who love it. So, yeah, that's why I'm here. And I'm going to, you know what, I'll keep going. And so... uh because in the right. end, it's like it's being able to recognize you have a passion for that. And um, and for all of you at home listening, uh, you if it's totally normal and totally OK to like cartoons, no matter what age. You know, originally cartoons started off in in like the vaudeville circuits in like the Nickelodeons and stuff. And and yes, before Nickelodeon, the channel, there was the Nickelodeon, which was literally a nickel theater uh, that we Go read a book. Go watch the zoetropes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, take it way back. Yeah, but the uh, originally like cartoons books. were made for adults going to theaters because kids originally weren't going to the movie houses back in the day, like way, way, way back um, before Snow White, before all that. And uh, like I, I feel like there was another podcast where we talked about Felix the Cat and how yeah, it was in the, the, the animation history one. Yeah. Oh, I love Felix yes. the Cat. Okay, so I was going to say, did you ever, I'm going to bring up the point from the other podcast. Uh, so, Tariq, did you you know about the one of the old Felix the Cat cartoons where uh, it ends with uh, Felix finding out from his girlfriend that his girlfriend's pregnant and then he kills himself by drinking, like, motor oil? <laughs> yes, but I'd never... Thought I was like five, so I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't contextualize it that way. But yeah, that that sounds like Felix. Let's just say I'm like, oh, that I... darn Felix. <laughs> and then he just comes back totally fine after that. You know, just 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 casually comes back after killing himself with motor oil. But anyway, and then there's this like there's like there's like later Felix shorts. They're not really later, but like they're later than that one. They're like later Felix shorts where like he's like dancing around with his kids. So he learned to be happy about it, son. It's, it's, it's cool. He's a good dad now. That's what we call character arcs. Yeah. Felix the cat had the very first character arc. <laughs> He had the very first animated character. Yeah. Oh, how far he has come. And and now and how he's the face of a car dealership, a Chevy car dealership in LA anyway. Is that what they're doing to him now? I remember the, <laughs> he's the been, bad he's been... movie in the anime, I think. Oh, God, from the 80s, remember. right? That was from the 80s, right? The Felix the Cat Hey, movie? for anyone listening, can someone buy the rights for Felix the Cat and Betty Boop and, like, do something good with them? Thank you. Because that was, uh, oh. that was uh, Fleischer, Fleischer Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fleischer. So whoever's in charge a, of Fleischer. <laughs> there's a 90s Felix show, The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat. That cartoon is nuts. But it's so good. But it's, 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 it, 
I don't think there's a weirder cartoon in existence. Like it's. Oh, that I'm gonna bonkers. have to watch that now because now I'm now I'm aware of that there that there is a show called The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat. I'm like, okay, all it takes is the word twisted, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. What's it? What's it about? Let me give you that. Like, if it's anything it's like just, the movie. Just... <laughs> no, it's not. It's like it's <laughs> just to give a context of like what kind of show this is. Uh, we're talking about Felix the Cat now. Just to give a context <laughs> of what kind of show this is, there's a joke where, like, Felix is, like, in the bathroom, and then, like, uh, like a guy comes in, like, through the window, I think, and, like, he does, like, a quick gag with Felix or something like that, but the way he exits is, like, the wildest thing I've ever seen. So instead of jumping out of the window, he physically moves the window over and then jumps through the wall and then moves the window back into place of the hole that he just made. Oh my God. So that's the kind of cartoon that is. That's a whole level of extra. Everybody who wants to be extra goes to be like, how extra are you? I'm like, I have to move a window I just came out of. (laughs) Instead of going to the window, I make the window come to me. (laughs) That's all. I think a lot of it's on YouTube. It's it's just really. I'm gonna have to check that out now. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, beats watching Tiger King or whatever the the hell it is. But that's not a cartoon. I can't watch that. That's not a cartoon. (laughs) No, you gotta watch B Stars and BNA. There you go. There you go. There you go. Drawing. We'll just we'll just. We'll just rotoscope Tiger King and trick everyone to watch it. Anyway, um, it's bad. That Don't would watch work. it. That would really that would... work. Oh my god, take too long. It's like we have a missing arm, you know, like with the fake, or, or like you know, ketchup blood or whatever. Anyway, um, so I, I was gonna, I was gonna tie to back a little bit. So, um, um, so a lot of times because we're trying to deal with, you know, being quote-unquote good role models like I know like I know we curse and stuff like that but just kind of being the avatars for people that like cartoons and you know are kind of I feel like this whole like episode is an allegory for like coming out of the closet or something like that but anyway um you know it's okay to like cartoons you do you you know but anyway um I've I've met a lot of people in my time on YouTube who are not nice people and they kind of use their YouTube-ness and their like subscriber number to be like have an inflated self of ego and i know like um i know that kind of just ties with the category of you know when you feel like you're doing something that's very important not that you have an ego direct but i was wondering like how you balance that or do you feel like you have pressure to be an inherently good person because you're providing this service or you're kind of just trying to be the representation for people that might not have had it growing up as far as just liking cartoons. Oh, deep yeah, questions. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, okay. So there's a lot of things that kind of come with, um, with doing these videos I've learned. The first thing is that like, I'm 1000%. I am not the only black person on YouTube that talks about cartoons, but I feel like I'm the most popular. Like, when people think about black animation, they always kind of throw my name mm-hmm. out there. And there's a couple things that comes with that. Uh, 
one thing is you have to be very, very clear that whenever you say something, it is your perspective and your perspective alone. A lot of people, one of my friends, he said it jokingly, but it's true, is that a lot of the time, a lot of my audience, their only exposure to black culture might be through my videos. And if Oof. I say something and if I feel a certain way, they'll say, oh, okay, this black guy that I like feels this way about this. So this just must be how black people think. That's not how oh it works. Um, <laughs> And so you have to be really mindful of saying like, yo, this is just who I am. I can't speak for everybody or for every black person on the face of the earth. This is just who I am. And then there's, you know, there's the other thing where um, if you're talking about all these different things in the culture, you'll get a couple comments like, well, hey, how come you didn't mention this? You didn't mention that, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, that doesn't really, I, I don't necessarily connect with that or I didn't feel like um that was something that like I could talk about here or uh what have you kind of thing and also I kind of felt like it was my responsibility as well to amplify any smaller voices that I saw because there's so like mm -hmm. I said I'm not the only one and there's so many other like um black content creators that like talk about the same thing that i do this they care about more, certain shows that i don't care about that people want to see me do a video on it's like yo, i have friends that have done videos on these things before i get so many comments about static shock i don't want to do a static shock <laughs> video i don't i don't hate static shock i love static shock but i don't want to do a static shock video and i have a friend uh, review your life he made a 20 minute static shock video and it's one of the best things i've ever seen in my life like another friend of mine uh d'angelo edwards from hats off media he did a lunatics unleashed video i get a couple comments mm. about that for whatever reason but he, he did it and it's really good like it's mm -hmm. it's out there and like there's there's so many other people that are speaking that's why i do like those really big collaboration videos where i just kind of bring everybody on and like let them be heard i hear so many times right. that like people find my friends through my videos and like they may end up becoming bigger fr fans of my friends and they become a me and that's dope like that's i want that to happen because i don't want um i don't want to uh just kind of just be my voice you know mm -hmm. if the point of this if the point of this is to make everybody feel normal and to feel like they belong, part of that is volume. You feel right. way more normal when you see a lot of people like you liking mm -hmm. the same things that you like. Like if in terms of representation, like if you want to just kind of make like an allegory for that, like, yeah, like that's the thing is like. You hear, you hear, you probably hear people say like, oh, there's no, um, like, there's no black representation or there's no Latino representation or what have you. And then there'll just be like some weirdo in the comments that'll list a bunch of examples from shows that are, that have already ended. And it's like, yeah, okay. But compare that to the mountain of shows where there are no characters like that. And then you'll realize how minuscule that number is. And it's mm -hmm. like it's still you're still gonna feel like the anomaly if the playing field isn't leveled and like you could feel like there's like an equal number everywhere 
kind of thing. Like, you're still going to feel like you're the minority in that sense if there's not, like, like a larger number. So, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really weird um, things that come with um, doing the videos. A lot of responsibility. A lot of the time, I kind of shut up. <laughs> if there's if there's something like if there's something going on and I feel like it's something that people want to hear me talk about, I just kind of like don't say anything off the fear of uh alienation and I don't want what I say to be law to certain people. I kind of want people to marinate right. and think for themselves before they come to me like, "Yo, what should I think?" It's like, I don't relax. Like I can't tell you what you should think about certain things like i get like dms all the time many times something happens about like i don't know mike henry leaving family guy and stuff like that and right like, I, like you're the I, expert you know yeah like i'm like yeah i can't uh i could i could tell you how i feel about it but you might not agree with what i say you might agree mm -hmm. with it you might not or you might just read what i say and think that this is how you're supposed to think and it's like okay thank god he gave me my opinion i don't want to do that with a lot of mm -hmm. people with like with people you know so it's it, it's it's a lot it becomes a lot to just kind of juggle sometimes yeah i i can't like that's something i never really thought about too is i you know i thought like you know subconsciously people are like oh you know i i watch black creators like let me tag tyrak let me tag um, anime or not anime, black nerd reviews, and you know those kind of people. Like, look at me, I'm I I'm representing everyone, or I'm helping the man, you know, or the opposite yeah, I, I of the man. I'm gonna stop too. talking. Yeah, and like it's like I never I've I just don't think about like the most I get is you know the girl ones or like the ones about mm -hmm. something specific to a something that I I'm passionate about that I've done movies about before, but I've never been. Or I'd never been quoted as like this is the absolute opinion because KP said so, you know. And I like it's just such a weird race paradox. I don't know. Like, um, follow up question: um, Do you feel pressure to kind of like inherently be a good person? Like, you know, making sure you're you're being a good Samaritan and doing charity and just making sure like because my thing um, is a lot of times if I feel like there's something wrong with just you know someone's being bullied, someone's being harassed, I'm being harassed, you know, whatever, whatever, like something that I feel like I need to talk about publicly or I need to address publicly, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to make sure, you know, I'm getting my facts right, making sure that, you know, I'm using my platform for, for good and evil, that, you know, I'm, you know, not two-faced as far as like, you, I want to be a good representation for you, the people, but I don't want to be like a sneaky bastard in the background. Like, do you feel those kind of um, pressures as well? Yeah, like I could say, um, with like just like uh, the recent protests and everything, when like everything first started to kick off, I number one when everything first started to kick off, I was like really like in a weird space mentally as was, so I didn't speak on social media in general, and like. Mm -hmm. I just, I was kicking myself because I felt like I wasn't saying anything and I felt like I wasn't doing anything. Like, I was just kind of home until I just kind of came up with the concept to bring everybody together and do, like, this really big stream. And, you know, we got all this money to donate to the cause. How much How much money whatever. did you raise? 5400 Nice. 
it was really it was really cool it like it like blew my mind like some of us even cried after like it was amazing and like mm. yeah it was like i didn't um like i just i couldn't i didn't feel right not uh, especially like, you know, like I said before, like I kind of use the videos to kind of not only to push, um, representation, but to also push positivity. Not everything I talk about is like bliggity black. Like I talk about like, mm-hmm. Whiskers <laughs> and as told by ginger, like I'm going to do brace face soon. Like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I talk about the things that I care about. I try to push positivity towards animation and everything like that. So right. like, if I, if I feel like I'm trying to, um, do the right thing and push all the right messages it's like all right you have to you got to do something about what's going on right now you have to figure out something and Mm -hmm. it could be daunting a lot of the time and plus it's like I've kind of just kind of felt that pressure my whole life before I even had the platform you know I've always kind of felt like I just want to be a good person if right if people remember me I don't want anyone to have like a bad like perception or bad memory of me and a lot of that is out of my control but I would much prefer I would much prefer it not to be unanimous if if something were to happen to me and someone were to say oh I never liked him anyway I would much prefer everybody to be like wait what why instead of just like okay yeah I feel you you know that's that like that indifference it's kind of like because at the end of the day you know nobody's perfect there's no such thing as a perfect human being unless you're mr rogers like everybody's <laughs> everybody's done something though mr rogers is the only person on the face of the earth that has done nothing wrong like whatsoever everybody else is like everybody they've made like some kind of mistake something like that like whether it be in their youth or what have you like that's just kind of like what being a human is. Some people way, mm-hmm. way worse than other people. <laughs> you know, some things some things you might not be able to move past. But as long as your heart is there and everything you do is sincere, it, it resonates. It resonates with people. People understand mm-hmm. it. Um, they'll feel like you're a good person when you when you when you let your, when you let your your personality out, when you let your heart out, when you when you get personal kind of thing, like when you like right. I did like a I did like a video on a boy named Charlie Brown. It's one of the, it's probably the most important movie like in my life, just in general. And like I got like such a response from that just because like it was it was humanizing. I wasn't just the mm-hmm. guy that like told a bunch of jokes and talked about a bunch of cartoons says that Chris Brown dies and stomped the yard in the first 10 minutes. And like, I wasn't just that guy anymore. I was a person. People felt like they knew me and like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is really, it's, um, it's really essential to just like how you're perceived. And yeah, you know, sometimes there's definitely like a pressure to make sure that you do the right thing but also if you know if you know your heart and you know that everything you do uh you know your intentions and you know that everything you do is pure it's kind of like you shouldn't have to fear 
um, not doing the right thing because everything that you do will be the right thing for you at that time. Mm-hmm. And every not no matter how much you give people, no matter how much you tell people, you can tell someone your entire life story. You can write a book about it. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, nobody knows what it's like to be you except you. Mm-hmm. People could say, why didn't you speak on this? Why didn't you speak on that? But, you know, like I was in a certain space, maybe. And like if I if you ask me um, why I didn't speak on it and I tell you about the space I was in, you still might not understand it. But and I might not understand it, but there's something there may be something in me that like holds me back from saying certain things or doing certain things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like a universal thing with just people in general, really. Yeah, I mean, Lauren and I have talked about this a lot before, um, just in general, but I feel like a lot of times, too, because I don't think you've been around the YouTube block. Well, you have, but I don't know if you've had quite the levels of people being angry at you that I have had, but it just it's it's hard sometimes, too, because I feel that you know, a lot of my humor is very cut and dry or when you're just trying to make a joke, sometimes it kind of comes off as unempathetic and you kind of get the opposite where people are just like judging you solely based on like one video or one comment or something like that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think like one of the reasons I started the podcast besides obviously, you know, sharing stories like these, which, you know, I'm passionate about, like I've always been passionate about animation, not just like pony, pony shit in general. But, um, like, I don't think a lot of people know, like, the quote-unquote real KP, because a lot of times I hand myself up for the videos or, you know, you put on a performance, and, like, that's intrig- intrinsically, words are hurt. Um, but that's just, at the end of the day, kind of part of the job of being a, a, a YouTuber is that you're still kind of being you, but, like, in a different um, environment than just, like, you talking with your friends or something like that. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like you know, making those jokes where you make fun of yourself or you ground yourself or, you know, you have fun with your audience. Like, it it um, helps kind of people see this, like, or people ground you to be like, oh, you know, like, they're a YouTuber, but they don't think, like, they're hot shit. They're, some, it's, they're just someone like me at the end of the day. And, right. um, you know, it's just something that I think as creators, we all just kind of struggle with intrusively is just trying to make sure we come off as a authentic but also kind of come off in a way that is, you know, entertaining is a way that just like is self-aware too, that like we're talking about the stuff that's important to us. And sometimes, you know, we're talking about the stuff that, you know, frankly, you know, bothers us or something that we feel like is needing to be addressed. But, you know, I think it's, it's sometimes it's really hard to find that balance of just making sure, trying to figure out when like, when is the right time to speak when you know that someone is being, you know, oppressed or abused or, you know, like the wormhole that it might potentially open up and, you know, PR is a thing and I hate it and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, it's it can be very emotionally training sometimes. Yeah. Lauren, do you have anything to add to that? Like just as an outsider kind of thing? Not really, <laughs> uh, and not not as much as not, not as much as of an uh, 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 not as much words as I as as you might have, but uh, but in the end, yeah. I do feel like I do I do agree where it's like uh, to have that uh, 
to have that platform and trying to be careful with it and you know saying in the end you can't please everybody um Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like out of what I've seen as more more or less a a viewer rather than a content creator on YouTube I'm more just kind of like the observer and the person interacting with people in the comments but (laughs) um but uh but yeah I guess it's it's more just you know you you do what you gotta do you make what you feel is right in the moment and you can say what you say and not everybody's gonna agree with you and that's okay that's the thing is, mm-hmm. is it's okay to it's okay to post what you want and to have those different opinions and as and as long as you have and for certain things if you're trying to try and spout off facts well then you need to have grounding for that but <laughs> it's looking looking at you reviewers who don't know what you're talking about anyway um, right, right. <laughs> um, but with uh, but in other cases where it's like uh, it, be, you know, you're just not gonna be able to please everybody, and that's a hard pill to swallow time and time mm-hmm. again because we sometimes forget that in the end we we should be making this kind of stuff because we want to make it and we have you think new content we want to share, we have thoughts we want to share, right? And there's always the fear of backlash or the fear of this and that, and um fear of people lashing out about it but it's uh in the end it's it should be like you want to be able to make this because you want to make it and you feel like you have something to say with it right mm-hmm. um right and that and that's why uh yeah i know in 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 various climates and i it's 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 very hard to gauge uh what people will he- will listen to and won't listen to and what people want to hear and what they don't want to hear but in the end it's it's supposed to be what you want to put out and so and what you want to share and that's something I guess I see is like a third person third person party overseer kind of Mm -hmm. person is that it's just I try to see things from that from as level of perspective as possible when looking at that and just going like look somebody can say this and that and you may not agree with it or you may, but in the end, that's their thought and that's their opinion and that's okay. Just respect that. You don't have to agree with it and you don't have to disagree with it. It's it's, it's like art. In the end, it is like art. It's about perspective when it comes to people sharing their content and their thoughts and opinions. So it's uh, what you make of it. And if it's not your taste, then it's not your taste. So it's <laughs> that's why when people get mad saying, "Oh, this video sucked" and stuff like, have have more critique to it rather than just barreling in with an insult. <laughs> you have thoughts onto why you think it wasn't good and where you think it could improve. That's where you can be more constructive about it. I, I don't know. I'm I, I feel like maybe I'm rambling, but um, <laughs> it's, then in it's the end, okay. just make yeah. make what you want to make. Have the thoughts that you want to have thoughts about it's that's that's in the end that's okay it's like just respect that everybody's going to have a different opinion about something and everybody's going to have different content that they want to share and everybody's going to cover what Mm -hmm. they want to cover review what they want to review and that's that (laughs) right Right. i mean i was gonna say like at the end of the day like as creators we're all afraid that we're gonna get that one comment on our video saying like I was I loved you. You were the best thing. You inspired me or you you made me get my dog, but you made this <laughs> one video or you said this one comment and now I hate you and now I'm burning all my pictures of you. 
Like, you know, I'm I'm just totally to- totally paranoid as far as just things like that. Um, Gotta you love know, mob, like, me- mob mentality. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you can't help them, you know, yeah. and a lot of the stuff I've said, you know, or just a lot of the stuff, you know, you always say is going to have that kind of like fear in the back of, of, of your mind as far as like, oh, I don't want to isolate anyone. But also to mm-hmm. like, you know, like at some point, like for people listening, you have to kind of realize that the YouTubers do kind of over-exaggerate um, their personalities for the sake of making a point, for the sake of comedy. And we try to be as sincere as we can, but at, at sometimes too, um, you know, you have to balance it. So if you don't agree with the joke, please, please, um, you know, like focus on the whole, I guess, and focus on like, if you don't like this video or you don't like what we had to say, you know, we're just at the end of the day, we're just people with opinions and you don't have to agree with everything or, you know. Right. You know, it's fine. OK, two more questions. Our, our word is late. not law. Um, <laughs> I know it's late time. So, uh, Tyrak, do you have any advice for um, maybe kids like 12 or 13 or anyone like listening who wants to find a community like an animation community, wants to find friends on the Internet where they feel like they can talk about their animes or do you have places to recommend to go as far as like where people can just talk about stuff besides comments comment sections or um i can jump in if you don't but i was just curious um yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not too <laughs> sure like you know you could there's obviously you could jump on like maybe like maybe twitter or something like that but like at least like for me it was just kind of like i just kind of made these videos and then through watching other videos i met people that made the same kind of videos and various email threads and uh twitter and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know reaching out is always like the first kind of step you see somebody I'll, I'll, I'll also add like. I'll also add don't don't feel sad guys when your favorite YouTuber doesn't respond to your emails about being friends we're very busy and sometimes we get burned from that from those kind of emails oh my yes. god <laughs> Absolutely son I get so many really nice emails and I try to respond to as many of them as I could but if I didn't if you're listening to this We love you anyway yours, that does not mean <laughs> I love you Yeah that doesn't mean I don't I don't love you I love you any less or anything like that. I uh, I probably was sad when you sent that, so I probably couldn't say anything back. But it's okay. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love all of you. Yeah, that's that's really what I was gonna say too. It's like you just just like reach out. I do get I do get I get a lot of emails and stuff, and I get a lot of messages just from people, whether it be them saying that they enjoy what I do or them asking for advice on how to produce certain kind mm-hmm. of videos or what have you like and you know like i don't i don't get to all of them but like i'm i'm more than happy to respond to the ones that i do get to and it's like or like at least point people in the right direction you know right yeah absolutely even if i don't have the answers i probably know someone who does or know someone that knows someone who does or something like that you know it's like reaching out is just kind of it doesn't it doesn't hurt like it, it really doesn't um it doesn't hurt but yeah you know just kind of be mindful and kind of go into that like sort of i guess protecting yourself in a way so you don't um 
feel bad if like maybe you don't if senpai get doesn't notice right you. away or don't get one at all <laughs> yeah it's, it's all right it's all right you know how many the people think i'm like a star you know how many people don't notice me and i'm so sad <laughs> happens a lot <laughs> Yeah, I would I would also just recommend I'll, I'll jump on that um that train. So, um like not to not to plug my own Discord server, but there's, you know, with the rise of Discord, there's tons of like different sub servers you can look up as far as like if you're a fan of like freaking Beastars mm. or whatever it is, um, you know, which we didn't have Discord when we were your age, kiddos. So, joining you know, joining those kind of communities and making friends that way you know, when the plague is over, like, getting out there and going to cons and, you know, cosplaying as your favorite character, people will stop you and be like, hey, I love your, I love your Rainbow Dash cosplay. And then you're like, hey, thanks. And then you end up having a conversation about Rainbow Dash or what what the fuck ever, I don't care. Um, and, you know, then you, you end up hanging out with that person and you're making <laughs> friends and, you know, like, I, like, we just had an episode about cosplay. Like, you know, if you can't, if, if you don't have any talent, it's okay. Go buy your your costume at walmart it's it's about the it's it's the it's it's the thought that counts essentially so like you know don't be afraid to mm-hmm. to, yeah. to represent yourself or represent your favorite characters you know as long as it's a socially acceptable setting please do not show up to to your your high school with a rainbow dash costume i i cannot you know make any promises as far as as far as how that will turn out but you know um but I'm trying to think if there's any like I know DeviantArt has like a chat option and Tumblr has a chat option. So there's tons of different areas of the internet that you can go to, um, you know, with your parents' permission, obviously, to kind of start meeting your people and feeling like because that was something that I had to deal with growing up. And I again, I didn't really start feeling connected with the animation world and my passion until like probably college, really you know, um, as far as making my own content and, and stuff like that. But, you know, there are there are options so you don't feel as alone. You know, there are options if your parents are like, what the fuck is this? You know, I just think of that meme where um, the King of the Hill meme where someone turns Bobby's room into, like, My Little Pony stuff and Hank Hill is just like, what, what are you doing, Bobby? Like, what are you, like, what is this, what is this horse stuff? You know, if you have a Hank Hill dad... <laughs> You know, um, I think I always recommend, you know, therapy is good and going to group therapy and being like, hey, this is like, this is just something I am into. I don't want to fuck a horse, you know, that kind of thing um, is always that is always there's always that option if you have parents like that in general. And then, you know, if you want to, you can join my server or whatever. But OK, so my last point um, is I wanted to ask um so out of curiosity, and I'm going to make you recount the story a little bit more in detail. So um, out of all the people, what made you want to want to do a do a collab with me as like just some random girl chick on the Internet? So I remember. No pressure. No, I, I remember <laughs> when I was, I don't know, 13, 13, 14. Um, and like I was like obsessed with like MLP. I wasn't like obsessed, but like oh my god, it was like that was like that was like my vibe for a while. Like me and like my friend Elijah were like talking. I just about imagine like this like cute that. little like Tyrakbrony, like you know, just walking around and you know, yeah. like, one MLP of us. is the one shit. Of us. I had a shirt that said Brony. I was like, I was there. <laughs> did you have the 
Did you have the rainbow the rainbow dash one that just says brony and it's like a silhouette? Yes, that's exactly what I had. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the cl- one of the classic ones or the, like the the one that's twenty percent cooler or whatever. I don't know, but anyway, go keep on talking. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, and I just remember like. I just I remember everything about your channel. Like I remember like your uh, <laughs> like like your uh your pony and everything like that. And I remember I used to like watch your stuff like so so very often. And then like I never like unsubscribed. So like when you would start like talking about like I don't want to say normal stuff, but like regular Disney <laughs> stuff and stuff when, like that. When when like, you're not when you're not a fucking horse. <laughs> pretty much. And because uh, that's the thing when I was doing the animation i'm like am i gonna draw the horse <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that uh <laughs> so if you're but, listening can someone make a tyrak um pony oc say no that'd be I would cool love that. <laughs> I would love that. you're talking to the right person <laughs> i would love that <laughs> oh oh lauren lauren's gonna go okay <laughs> i want a what, horse what do you want I, your what do you horse. want your cutie mark to be uh who was I talking to the other day? One of my friends said that my cutie mark was going to be like my hat. And I got pissed off about that. I don't know why I got mad. But... <laughs> <laughs> you could have it. What like is your hat. talent? What is your talent? Hat. hat. Yeah. Like what? Come on. That's, I think that's why it made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking Hermione who like making all the hat the hats for the house elves, you know, in, in the Harry Potter. <laughs> Well, yeah, mine's animation based, so you can probably like find like like mine have keyframes, and people are like, "It's playing cards," and I'm like, "No, it's not playing cards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> keyframes." I was uh, when I like when I was younger, I definitely thought they were playing cards, and then like, well, now now you know. I looked close. I looked really close one day, and I said, "Oh, this is like an animation. Like, there's like <laughs> it's like something going on in these in these cards." <laughs> That's kind of what told me what it was. Um. But yeah, no, like when you um when you reached out, it was like, it was really surreal just like seeing the email because it was like, is this who I think it is? No way, this is who I think it is. Like the notification came down on my phone. And I was like, this is nuts. Like I think I like I think I might have sent it to my friend, and I, like and I was like, yo, <laughs> oh you, <laughs> yo, look, we just emailed me. Like it was, it was really um cute, cute babu. <laughs> it was really surreal, and you know it was uh. It was like it was really cool to do. Like just getting uh when you sent me your audio, your audio was you sent me like the raw file. And so it uh-huh. was like it was kinda in my head, I'm like, this is probably gonna sound exactly how I think it's gonna sound. And it and it did. It was really like there was like a lot of like improv, there was a lot of like uh Yeah, I I, I make really stupid jokes and all my um all my editors are just like, You need to stop improving. It's not as funny as you think and I'm like, My mom thinks it's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh there's a lot of like editing notes and stuff there was so much see i like there was so many times like i like i can't i can't think of a like a really good example but there would be a point in like a, the recording where you would say like maybe you should put this clip here and i i almost left the audio of you saying maybe you should put this like i almost left that audio <laughs> in <laughs> like on purpose but i kept telling myself no nah, just chill out chill out chill out don't do that don't do that because that kind of stuff is just funny to me like that like illusion breaking like I thought, right I think that yeah kind of stuff is hilarious it's like, yeah, it's just like edit, edit this part out <laughs> when you leave that in it's just yeah like, yeah yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know if anyone cares, but uh, like uh, 
all the time, pretty much. So, like, the majority of my my scripts are not, or scripts, they're not ad-libbed except when I'm lazy, but those are, like, maybe, maybe, like, 5% of the time. But a lot of times, I don't feel like writing notes in my scripts, so I'll just wait for the audio, um, and I'll describe what I want in the audio because, you know, that usually is easier for me to explain. I'm a talking person, so that's why I make everyone have meetings and I do a fucking podcast because, you know, you can get so much information out faster when you talk versus typing. And that's like, I think when I when I reached out to Tyrak, um, it, like like I alluded to in the review, it took a while to eventually get the ball rolling. Um, so I was just like, maybe if I just sit the boy down and we talk about stuff like and we set a deadline, maybe it will go. And it kind of worked. Um, but but yeah, so um, yeah, it was it was neat. I like I think. You know, as I start to move to, to non-horse stuff, I'm kind of developing, like, a little, like, like, not not a posse. Uh, well, I guess a posse. I was going to make, like, um, I was going to make a joke, but then I, I, the joke left on me. But, yeah, I'm trying to kind of intertwine animation people, um, you know, not so much just, like, oh, collabs, because people are getting better analytics and I have to reinvent the brand. That's, like, a... A tiny part of it but like I also just really enjoy the process of having a different voice because I've been doing videos by myself like for a long ass time and you know to mix up the formula a little bit is just kind of refreshing too so I appreciate you um collabing with me and you know you also did like all the work which was nice and you do cute kp I, I I get did you just not want to draw discord by the way oh the the necklace right <laughs> yeah I, like i uh what happened like i was like uh because i think like when i first because i did a i did a first pass and just kind of every time i kind of do these videos i just kind of do like a quick sketch to make sure i know how to draw whoever i'm supposed to be drawing and like mm -hmm. i remember i did your quick pass and i just kind of made it like a normal necklace because yeah like i try to eliminate the details just because like Right. I, I do like an original drawing every single like I don't reuse animation in any of my videos. I think the closest thing mm -hmm. that I do to that is like the little guy in the back that like yells what I think the commenters are gonna comment. <laughs> like that's the closest thing that I recycle. But everything else is kinda like an original drawing. So I try to like eliminate a lot of details. But like at first I did give you like a necklace, but then like like, I think I, like, restarted my computer and I didn't save the file with that drawing <laughs> on it. So, like, I, like, when I drew you again, I didn't do the necklace because I didn't have the little, the, the, the reference thing. And I, like, when I, by the time I realized, like, oh, I did draw a necklace, didn't I? It was kind of, like, it was kind of too late. But, yeah, long story less long. I looked and I was like, is that Discord? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not I can't do that. I was like, okay. <laughs> Fuck Discord. Like, it's fine. I want to draw him. Yeah, he's he's complicated to draw. I don't blame you. <laughs> I will not draw the noodle. <laughs> yeah. You, you draw a noodle, but it's actually, like, just, like, a macaroni noodle-like necklace. You know, like... Yeah, I would have drew, like, an S. <laughs> Discord is macaroni. <laughs> macaroni confirmed. Um, all right, um... I think I think that's the end of, of things. Do you guys want to add any closing thoughts or any any fun tidbits or like make sure you guys subscribe to to KP? I guess uh, because I'll forget plug, to do that plug, otherwise. Plug, 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 plug. Yeah, Tyrak, plug yourself. Yeah, you can find me uh, on YouTube under Tuner Fake Tariq if you haven't 
uh, found me already. If you type it in and you see a picture of a black guy standing in front of a train station, you are in the right place. Uh, on Twitter, <laughs> my at name on Twitter is my initials, TSH678. And yeah, this was, this was really fun. It was really fun to talk about uh, just kind of like growing up with this kind of stuff and how important it is a lot of the times when i go on podcasts it's it's, it's just always like the, fun like <laughs> i just i, I just made a point to learn around. yeah i made a point to learn i'm like if we're gonna do a podcast it can't be the bullshit podcast we have to come with topic and we need to structure like everyone and their mom is making a bullshit podcast we need like <laughs> we need to teach people shit or something so <laughs> that's what yeah. i try to do learn any other go ahead Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other plugs. Um, oh, uh, what what kind of pony do you want to be so Lauren can take notes? Um. <laughs> I already have the body down, so it's all a matter of adding features. Just let me be an earth pony. Nice. Best class. People who Sorry, are KP. ponies. Are, it's, 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 it's fine, you know. Like I remember that one t- one th- that one episode where like they were racist to like the Earth ponies. I'm just like you can't do that. Like we're we're in a modern society <laughs> where where we can't be racist. Anyway, um. So yeah. So subscribe. Um. Notify the bell. I'm really trying to <laughs> increase my non horse subscription people. So even if you're a horse person, please remember to subscribe. It it makes me feel good at night. Um. Wait. No. That not not that not that way. It makes me makes me hurtful. <laughs> punch that like button in the face like a boss hit that bell for the notifications so that you can be updated on everything (laughs) follow us on twitter um join the fan server if you want to i'll judge you there myself links are below links Links are are (laughs) below um if you you know if you want tyrak and i to do another collab like eventually like let us know um and i'll probably drag him and um you know, we'll be, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, okay, so I guess I guess whenever Lauren's done, then you'll get your your horse pony. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Lauren. Before I forget, send him the, the 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 cow drawing you did. Oh yeah, I can definitely do that. It's on it's on Lauren's Twitter if you want to see the cow drawing. But anyway, thanks again for listening to Animation Communication. Um, new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, 6 a.m. Eastern on the podcast things and in the afternoonish for YouTube if we don't forget just just yell at Tyrak make sure he plugs us too um, all right have a good yeah. have a good time everyone um, see you next time or if you're new please watch all the other ones I think this is where, like we're, we're already in there enough so it's good <laughs> so bye everyone <laughs> bye y'all bye Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.